Good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> good to be with all of you. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of John, and uh, you're welcome to turn there with me. John chapter 4, starting at verse 27. Hear the word of the Lord. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him some food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you. Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for, Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and merciful God, we thank you for your word that always, always has something to say to us. We pray that your Holy Spirit would have opened our eyes and our hearts and our minds so that we could see and know and hear from you. Now, gracious Lord, I pray that you would take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine, because we know, Lord, you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this morning we are going to begin our first of two sermons on, on um, stewardship. But get ready, because this is going to be one like you've never heard before. All right, everybody pull out your phone. Yes, you heard me. I actually said your phone. <laughs> I'm inviting you to pull out your cell phone in church. Go ahead. I know. I, I love, he's like looking around like, mom, dad, are you going to pull out your phone? It's a, like, I, yep, you've been told, don't touch your phone. Touch your phone. Just this time. Just this once. Pull out your phone. Now, everybody pull out your camera. Yep. It's Selfie Sunday at Chippewa United Methodist Church. I want you to take a selfie with the people you're with. Here we are in church and we're taking selfies, right? Here we are. Yay! Hey, hey. Oh, hey, Kevin. I got gotcha. you. I see you. Did you get it? Did you? Oh, my goodness. You two are laughing like this. this is the silliest thing that I've ever asked you to do, which it very well might be. Come on. Oh, you don't have it on you? 
Oh, my goodness. Good man. I mean, I guess. Don't be distracted in church, right? Selfies. What do we do with selfies? Why do we take selfies? I mean, we take them when we're being silly and having fun. We take them with the people we love. And, and that. I mean, this might be Lily's best Sunday ever right now, right? <laughs> Taking pictures, just having fun. And then what do we do with them? Whenever we've had fun, we share them because this is, this is something that's brought joy to us and we want to share that with other people. So we're taking selfies and we're sharing them with people. There were not nearly enough selfies out here, by the way. I'm just saying. For a 945 service, it's like the casual one. Oh my goodness, people. So you better be taking selfies before you leave. We share them. That's what we do with selfies. We share them. Maybe we're just texting them. Maybe we're putting them on social media. Maybe we're, I don't know, you just share them because it's a good time. When was the last time you had that kind of joy when you were at church? When was the last time that you recognized the goodness and the joy and the excitement of just being, just being together. I'm afraid that too often we walk in these doors because it's something that we do on a Sunday, like it's just something we do. And we might be lacking in the excitement. We might be lacking in the joy, in the expectation of what we're coming into and preparing to be a part of. So I want to encourage us this morning that, that there is something that we're about here, that there is something that we come here for that is not just because it's something that we get to or have to do. It should be something that we can't wait for. That's what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. That's what it is to be members of a congregation together. That's another thing, friends. We should be excited to come together because of who we are and who we get to see. Do we need to do a little more relationship building? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. When was the last time you found yourself in one of those Bible studies? We did really good over Lent, but I want to encourage us. Like, we can't, we can't stop meeting together. Does that sound familiar? Those are words that come right out of the Bible. We cannot stop meeting together. We have to continue to be with one another, right? To, to know one another and, and find the joy in being together. We can't quit meeting. We have to be engaging in those relationships. And, and some of the best ways we do that is when we're giving together, when we're acting together. You have done an incredible amount of, of giving through um, Operation Christmas Child boxes. So I think there's got to be over 150 of them that will all be coming back here this weekend. And that's incredible. And then, you, and then you also have filled all of these grocery bags. I promise, I'm actually going to count them. I mean, we always like, are like, oh my goodness, that's so many. I'm counting this year. I want to know exactly how many we have. So I think it's important for you to know. I can take a picture of a room full of bags, and that's really impressive. But to know that each one of those bags 
is bringing something into a family that they would not have had if it were not for you. Let's hold on to that for a second. If it weren't for you, there is is power in even one. But I think sometimes we get lost in thinking that, oh, it's just me or I'm just one. What am I really doing? But if you think about a head of wheat. Can you picture in your head how all of the little kernels of wheat that make up that head of wheat? Can you picture that? It, it's not done. Uh, well, sorry, it, it, there's one kernel, right, that's planted. One seed is planted. But from one comes many. And on that head of weed, it's not left with only one kernel, but it is full, full of kernels of weed. And we can think, oh, well, it's just one bag of groceries that I brought. Well, maybe we're, so we have 43 families that are on my list right now uh, that we've contacted, that we're hoping to be able to offer these groceries to, that we'll, that we'll welcome over to the church on Tuesday afternoon to be able to receive this. And what if we had 42 boxes of cereal and we just needed that one? That's the power of one. You might be that one, and that one makes a difference in someone's life. And the incredible thing about sowing and reaping, the incredible thing is that that even as the text said, some may sow while others reap. I was told by a retired clergy person when I was moving from one church to another, he said, Ty, take a lesson from the farmer. When they sow, they never look behind. When they sow and plant, they always look ahead. They need to make sure that their rows are straight and they're able to avoid anything that is in their path. If they looked back, their lines would not be straight. If they looked back, they would not know the things that were in the way. There's a thing about sowing and then reaping. They're not at the same time. It's not the same action. And there are those of us that need to be reminded that just as you are one, you are a part of many. And while some of us are sowers, others of us may be the ones who reap. But we are necessary. There's purpose in both. And we have to come together to see that happen. One of us, a few of us, 
might be the ones sowing. We need to be the ones who are helping to cast the vision, who are helping to, to, to lead in different ways here and there. But there are some who are going to sow, plant, because of the, the mission work that they do. There are some who are going to sow and plant because of the music that they play and the worship that they are able to invite us into. There are others who are going to sow, who are going to plant because of the way they engage in the sowing ministry, perhaps. Or, or maybe they're going to sow because they're on the trustee committee and you're going, whoa, wait a minute, you got me with the others, but the trustee committee, don't they just deal with making sure the building doesn't fall down? <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> there are a few other things that they do. But if there weren't the building, if there weren't the facility, if there weren't the lights on, there wouldn't be people who would come through those doors for something like a back-to-school bash and all of a sudden hear in a different way how they are important and they are valued and that God loves them. There are different ways that we sow and we plant there are ways that we, that we sometimes don't understand just how important or significant it is. Did you, hear, um, did you hear the disciples, what they said in that passage that, that we read a few moments ago? Those disciples had some questions. They weren't quite seeing everything that was happening. They needed their eyes checked a bit. They had been traveling with Jesus and, and they had stopped at a well and they, the disciples had gone into town while, the, while Jesus stayed at the well. And now you might recall the story that happens just before that of the Samaritan woman who came out to the well in the middle of the day. And that was not a time of day that most people would have gone to draw water from the well. It was a little hot. She was not someone that, that was welcome at the well with everyone else. There were things that she had done. People knew about her life and they said, no, 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 you, you're not welcome to be here when the rest of us are. Jesus found himself at the well. He had a conversation with that woman. Now that in and of itself was something else. Jesus having this conversation with this woman that was two different cultures. That, that shouldn't have happened because they were of who they were and where they came from. There should have been no conversation or interaction. But Jesus spoke to this woman and shared with her everything that she had ever done. And not only that, but said, I know you. And I'm offering you life forevermore. And I know everything about you. Now the disciples came back. They had food. They, they walk up and they're like, what's going on here? Do you see what's going on? How is this happening? Is this, are we see? what is it? What is this? This woman goes running off. She doesn't care about those disciples at all. She goes running off because she goes and she says to everyone that will listen in her town, you all have to hear this. 
I think this is the Messiah. You've got to come. And they came running. Meanwhile, the disciples are over there going, did she give him food? What did we, did we miss something over here? Jesus, are you hungry? Jesus, you just need to eat something. And he's going, whoa, guys, you're, guys, you're missing it. I, I have food. I have food. It, it, it comes from doing the will of my father. Guys, I think sometimes we just need to open our eyes a little and pay attention because, because we could be the very voice. We could be the very hands and feet that is planting a seed, is sowing into others this, this message of the Messiah. But that means we actually have to do it. We actually have to participate in it. We need to come together and get excited about what it is we get to be a part of. We get to be a part of the sowing and the reaping. And, and, and I need to remind you too that there are people who have been faithful generation after generation as a part of this congregation and, and they have planted. And we get to be a part of the harvest. But we can't just harvest and then go, okay, well, we're, our job's done. No, our job's not done. Because the sowing and the reaping always have to continue. The sowing and the reaping and the sowing and the reaping. And so my questions now for you. You took that selfie. Maybe. You took that selfie. You identified who you are here with. So number one, I want you to think about who you're here with. I want you to think about who's not here with you at the moment that, that might need an invitation. Maybe you need to be inviting someone to come with you to church. Do you have a name of somebody that you might invite? Okay, now... Here's my other, another question. Where are you sowing? Where are you planting? Where are you investing in the kingdom of God? Are you serving on a committee of some kind? Maybe you're in some kind of leadership. Um, so maybe you're on one of those finance trustees, blah, 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 right? All those things. <laughs> Sometimes those are thankless places to be. We need people in leadership. We need people on those committees. And, and it's not always known what they do because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in those meetings. <laughs> but it's necessary and it's worth it because what happens there are things that that encourage, uh, uh, challenge the life of the body, and we need that to happen. But you know there are other places that we serve as well. 
like I mentioned before, maybe a part of the So Many Blessings group. Or or last weekend, we had a great example of Lee Vega coming, who is part of our, our mis, uh, military support team. And we have uh, our missions team. I mean, there's so many places where you can be serving. And our missions team, believe it or not, they're not the only people who, who are invited to come and sort through all of the food that you brought. That's something that we all are invited to come and do. And I hope that you'll consider doing that today. There are places that we serve. Maybe there's something that you're noticing in our community that, that is a need and, and you're not sure that it's being met anywhere else. Well, write that down and, and share that with me or Pastor Allen or, or, or talk to somebody on the mission team if you think that that's a place where it could be um, helpful or, or talk to somebody that's on church council or whatever it might be that we could consider how God might be calling us to be a part of something new in our community, filling a need. But that's the point. We have to continually be sowing so that, so that the word of God, so that the love of God, so that the kingdom of God might continue to be seen and grown. Now I want to know where you're going to share it. Because it's great to know, but we need a plan. So you might know the person that you think you need to invite to join you, maybe in worship or a Bible study. You might think, you know what, I think I'd really like to serve with the mission team. I think I'd like to ask some questions and get to know about that. Or, or maybe I'd like to see about how, how I could be a part of one of the other leadership teams because, because it's an important thing and, and, and I love my church and I want to be a part of that. I want to know how you're going to share it. Just like when we take that selfie, we're taking it because we're going to share it. So what's your plan? Can you call that person this week? Do you know you're going to have coffee with them? Are you going to have dinner with them at some point? Are you going to see them on the ball field or in the office? How are you going to make a plan to invite that person to join you? What is it that God is calling you to be a part of about how you can actively serve and participate in this life of sowing and reaping. Make a plan. Are you going to call? Are you going to email? Are you just going to show up at noon? I mean, we did that with when we uh, when we packed the food. Um, for um, I'm thinking of everything but the name of that. <laughs> What's it called? Who remembers? When we packed the food. What? Stop. Thank you. Rise Against Hunger. I was going to call it Stop Hunger Now. That was their old name. Rise Against Hunger. Thanks, Everett. It took a six-year-old. Nope, you're not six. Thank you. Seven. He's seven. But it's one of his favorite things. He'll be there every time. Won't you come? Just come over at noon. Just help us to sort through some food. Get to know somebody that you haven't met before. See how it is that you can invest some of yourself and your time so that others might have. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, I thank you that in all things, you are good. 
I thank you, Lord, that no matter what has happened in our world or in our life or in our congregation, you are still good. Lord, sometimes we just need a little reminder that our call is not to just come here on a Sunday and feel like we've done what we need to. We need the reminders that you call us to more. You call us to be sowing. You call us to be reaping. But we can't be a part of that unless we actually show up. Unless we are actively inviting and participating. So Lord, give us eyes to see people and the places and the ways that you need us to be. And help us, Lord, to know the great joy that is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we faithfully follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.